Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 pugilistic What's happening, y'all? What's happening? I join you again. This is the Pugilistic Linguistics Show. I'm your host, Michael Foster. Giving you a two-for-one this evening. And uh, once again, uh, I'm coming at you with an impromptu joint. I'm in and out with the game today. I'm not going to take a long time. It's got something I want to get off my chest. Before I get started, once again, iTunes is the place to be where you want to check it out. All my podcasts after the fact. They think they're uploading about an hour after I get through. Again, I'm moving the show to Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. Central Time. Starting this Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday. But this one I couldn't let rest. I had to speak on it today because I ran across it today. And it kind of dovetails and piggybacks on what I talked about this morning. So across my timeline, story comes across. And the gist of it is this. Some sort of tour, whether it's a college tour, whether it's a city tour, doesn't make clear in the story, but there were two white girls, two young white girls, and yes, color matters in this this story, uh, in a group of a lot. So they weren't just only two, but it was a group of a lot of our kids. They were in Washington, D.C. I believe they were from New Jersey originally. They were in D.C. taking in the sights or whatever. They say they stopped at Howard University for lunch. The school cafeteria, the mess hall. Instantly, my bullshit detector goes up. Because I've been on campus before. Ain't no way in hell you want to go to a school cafeteria on a Saturday for lunch. And that's your only reason for being there. So I call bullshit on that. But they walk on campus at Howard University with Trump shirts on and Make America America Great hats on. And then they, in their post, go on to talk about how disrespectful they were treated and how they were surprised by how they were treated. And, uh, you know, I'm going to proudly wear my Trump stuff everywhere and nobody else had a problem with it. And any other places we stopped, yada, yada, yada. And again, I'm not there. I'm not going to vouch for whether this was the only place they had issues, whatever. But I call bullshit on a lot of the story. Not for the facts of the story per se, but the sentiment behind why they say they were there. Hence the title of my show, Bitch Please. So they claim that in Washington, D.C., a city of some 600,000 people with historical things everywhere and upscale places to eat, all that stuff. In that city, they decided to stop 
at a historically black university, which Howard is a good one now, don't get me wrong. But they stopped there to eat lunch at the mess hall. That makes absolutely no sense. You passed up Chipotle or Panera or hell, McDonald's and Burger King to go eat at a college mess hall that you weren't visiting. See, it'd be one thing if they were visiting the campus for a reason, but per their own story, they weren't there to visit Howard. And then they they claimed that they had no idea that Howard University was a historically backed college in Washington, D.C. Now, I will say this. Given the requisite obliviousness of most of today's youth, especially white youth, that doesn't shock me. They don't have to know about how, consequently, they don't need to know. They don't try to learn to educate themselves on it. So the obliviousness of the fact that they didn't know how it was a black school, I'll go 50-50 on that. But you can't tell me that the tour organizers or the chaperones or nobody knew and then thought, well, you know what, maybe it's not a good idea to flash that on campus. They made some allusion to I should I should be able to wear whatever I want to wear anyway. And you know what? In in a vacuum, in an empirical world, she's right. The problem is you don't live in a vacuum. This isn't an empirical formula type place. You walk into places and people carry with them whatever they brought with them. So let me tell you the provocativeness that allowed them to wear that in their minds is the exact reason why they shouldn't have. Because Yes, you should be able to go anywhere you want to go and do anything you want. Like the Fleetwood Mac song says, go where you want to go and do what you want to. Yes, I like Fleetwood Mac. Anyway, go and do whatever. Yeah, in, in a perfect world, you are correct. The problem is, is this isn't a perfect world. And I have one name that I will invoke a lot of my Chicagoans around my age and older should remember the name of Leonard Clark. He was a young black kid that lived the Robert Taylor Holmes area, which is around Comiskey Park, uh, USA, with Great Brakefield, whatever it's called today. It was a project across the Dan Ryan in the 30s that was a project. Now, if you come west, over the Dan Ryan and past U.S. Cellular Field, and you go further west, you get to a place called Bridgeport. Uh, older Mayor Daly lived there, raised his kids there, heavily Italian area, and an area black folk didn't go. It was one of those things that your parents instilled in you when you were a child. Don't go to Bridgeport. Now, using their, the the New Jersey girls' uh, thinking empirically in a vacuum, Leonard Clark should have been able to go anywhere he wanted to go 
a free country. But on one people day, he made the fatal error to get caught in Bridgeport wearing nothing but his skin color. And for that error, he paid for it with his life. Now, why do I equate these two, Lenard Clark and the Jersey Girls? That's what I'm going to name them, the Jersey Girls. Lenard Clark and the Jersey Girls. I equate those two because that sentiment is what gets us killed and gets them story. I call bullshit on their story simply because it does not ring true to me. It sounds to me like a simple act of provocation on those Jersey girls' part because they could. The obliviousness needs to stop at that door and realize, what am I doing? That provocation is not something that they should revel in to be saved by their whiteness. They went on that campus. And I'm not even going to say knowing that Howard was a black college, but you know what? When you start walking down the yard and you see number of black faces, the majority of them, you might have an idea, okay, I might not want to be here. That takes a self-awareness that many of them don't have. And I say them meaning teenagers. But you can, you can, you can extend it to uh, uh, white people. You could. I'm not going to do that as a blanket statement, but you could. But it takes a self-awareness of when I walk into this campus, when I walk into this room, when I walk into wherever, what do I project to the party there? See, that is something that m- many people of color have to worry about. When I walk into the room, what do I project? Because like it or not, I might represent everybody that they've ever met. So I call bullshit on them because in this society we currently find ourselves in, that type of provocation in the wrong place can be detrimental to them to their health, to their well-being, to their whatever, rightly or wrongly, but it's a a fact. Leonard Clark provoked the residents of Bridgeport through no other means of just being who he was. He didn't have that requisite, what do I project to the outward to the people that I'm going to encounter? Unfortunately, he didn't need to project anything other than who he was, and that was enough to get him killed. On a greater sense, a greater level, with the incidents of Charlottesville and 
you know, other marches planned. There was one planned in College Station, Texas, I think it's been canceled. Uh, on a smaller scale, there was a big one back in the day in Skokie, Illinois, the Klan rally up there uh, about 30 years ago. Uh, the thing about it is you need to be careful of how you project and what you put out there. Those girls could have gotten themselves hurt. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's the reality of the situation. And what would have happened was it would have come out that they, these black people at Howard University would have jumped on these white girls and something would have happened and that would have reflected badly on all of us. And then the people who want to divide would have said, see, I told you. Yet, if you provoke, you are responsible for the repercussions. If you provoke, you are responsible for what happens. It does not absolve anybody from what they do to you. I'm not saying that, but you are responsible for what you project and put out into the universe. In today's climate, is it smart to do that? Is today, in today's climate, is it smart for me to don uh, a Nation of Islam t-shirt or a Black Lives Matter t-shirt or Antifa or something like that and to walk into rural Kentucky? It is not smart. So why do it if you're not trying to provoke Again, in, a, in an empirical world, in a vacuum, yes, you should be able to wear whatever, whenever, wherever. Unfortunately, no one lives in a vacuum. You have to be cognizant of what you project into the universe. So that's why I say, bitch, please, to those two, because you cannot feign ignorance as your protection. Doing things like that is provocative. That is a provocative statement. That is a provocative wear. That is provocative gear. That is something that you wear when you're trying to, especially when you go to a black university. You're trying to provoke, and they did a good job of it. So I say you be careful of what you project into the world, how you present yourselves to the world, because that is how people have a tendency to take you and treat you accordingly. This actually piggybacks and dovetails of what I talked about this morning. You can't align yourself with somebody. I don't even, we ain't even talking about Trump specifically. This is a general in your life type stuff. You can't align yourself with someone or some ideal or something. Just some. You can't align yourself with that and then try to say, well, I'm going to pick and choose 
what I choose to, to, to stand behind. I'm not saying you're going to agree 100% with anything that you, I'm not going to say you agree with 100% with every doctrine or every uh, uh, doxology or every, you know, dogma that might be a part of what you're aligning yourself with. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can't say I follow this person and I align myself with this person and then when they go out and do something foul, I don't like the foulness. I don't like the character that that person is exhibiting, but I'm still going to ride with them. But you can't treat me any different with that bullshit. If you align yourself with something or somebody or whatever, and they go off the rails and you still align yourself with them, I'm allowed, I'm entitled to treat you accordingly. You can't walk on a black school campus with Make America Great and Trump this and Trump that after he's basically okayed white supremacy and then say, well, y'all should let me wear Yeah, in a perfect world, you should wear it. But guess what? You can't do it. Sometimes common sense needs to rule over righteous indignation. Because that's all that is, is righteous indignation. I should be able to do it. Because I should be able to do it, I'm right in doing it. No, that's not how this works. Be cognizant of who you provoke. I got some acquaintances, some people that I'm friends with on Facebook who who talk about how everybody's offended by everything nowadays. Well, you, you know what? Maybe we should have been offended by this 30 years ago. Maybe the things that get under your skin about our offense, we should have been offended back when the Jeffersons were on TV. Or maybe, just maybe, we've always been offended by it, but we never had a voice. What you're hearing now are people with voices, and many people don't like that. They like the status quo. They don't want you to upset what's going on. They don't want you to, fo- they don't want face. Don't provoke. Because when you provoke, things have a tendency to happen. Now, these girls are young. I don't know, I don't know the maliciousness behind it. Uh, I don't know how, how, you know, I don't know what their plans were. They could have very well knew what they were doing and didn't think all the way through. That's entirely possible. I don't know. All I know is the result. All I know is what happened. Provoke. Collierville, Tennessee, about three weeks ago, a pastor drove to a church, or he was driving somewhere. I forgot where it was. Oh, Collierville High School. That's where it was. And he parked his Escalade outside, and he comes out, and somebody painted fuck niggas on the back of his black Escalade in white spray paint. 13-year-old boy. He thought it was funny. What's so funny about that? If that man had come out and caught you doing that and beat your ass, who would have been wrong? Don't provoke. If you don't want the repercussions, don't provoke. Iowa State University last week 
Three incoming freshmen posed in front of the sign for black. It's called the Black Engineering Building or something like that. But the sign said Black Engineering Building or something, you know, whatever. And the Snapchat said niggas only. He thought it was cute. What's so cute about that? What's so funny about that? Don't provoke. See, you all go off and you all get up on that. I should be able to do anything. It's a joke afterwards and everybody got to laugh it off. No. Don't provoke. Because when you provoke, you are welcoming the equal and opposite reaction. Now, nowhere did I say it would have been right for them to do it. It ain't right for me to jump on you and beat your ass you brain it over escalate. But it's understandable. Why put yourself in that situation? Why provoke someone else? Should have went 60 minutes this in a day, but why provoke someone else? What does that do for you? Does it make you feel good? Make you feel like a man? Make you feel bigger, better than him? Why provoke? Because I bet you green money, as soon as that dude jumps on you, where's your ass hero? But you asked for it. Don't provoke. Maybe I should have titled that one. Uh, my the, the, the title of "Don't Provoke." Maybe that should have been the title. Because those girls walked on that campus provoking everybody they walked up to, right or wrong. That's what they did. Had some some snide remarks, and they got some whatevers, and they were resolute in their righteous indignation. Again, a lack of self-awareness. They didn't step back and say, well, wait a minute. Was this a good idea? No, it was, I should be able to do it, and Devin, I am. Okay. His indignation got Nard Clark killed. And I'm not saying that he was just being resolute and he just got caught in the wrong spot, not realizing this might not have been a good idea. His provocation, and see, and here's the juxtaposition between the two. He provoked and died. And he provoked on accident. He provoked just for being who he was. But Howard and Charlottesville and Collierville and Iowa State and all these places, they provoked for fun. They thought it was cute. And if someone hauls off, then they're wrong. The counter-protesters apparently provoked in Charlottesville, and one lady died as a result. Their very presence there was provocation enough that the, other, that the, the alt-right, white supremacist Nazi folk reacted with violence. Their very presence provoked them to violence. So 
So if accidental provocation can make people lose their lives, imagine what intentional provocation could do. Don't provoke. So I'm going to get on down. Had to get that off my chest. To my white brothers and sisters out there, look, y'all, this ain't about you all. This ain't, this ain't anti-white. I am not anti-white, so I want y'all to get that straight now. If y'all believe I am, you're going to say what you want to say anyway, but I'm not anti-white. I want you all to understand a few things. That in order for us to get anywhere in this world, especially in today's climate, we've got to work together. Us black folk, and we can chant and march and, and, and do this to the world blow up. Y'all got to join us. It ain't got to be front lines, but you got to attack your, your, your bigoted uncles. You got you to gotta attack your people in your, in your bridge club and your, your swim teams and your lacrosse and polo and all that garbage. Because if you go back to the civil rights movement of the 60s, it wasn't just black folk. Violet Liuzzo, she was, uh, she was a lady that died. She was from Michigan. She died in Mississippi during the civil rights movement because she would drive people around. She got caught and killed. The Freedom Riders, I believe that's what they were called. A couple of white white kids from the North died. It wasn't just black folk in the civil rights movement because it ain't quiet as it's kept. It ain't just a black idea. It ain't just a black thing. So my white, my white brothers and sisters, this ain't against y'all. I want y'all to, to, to help us out. I want y'all to get in the struggle and march. I want y'all, but I also want you to understand what you're seeing. It ain't all of a sudden this stuff offends us. It's always offended us. We just never had a voice. We've always had problems with this stuff. We just never had a voice. You don't know what my mom told me when I was growing up in my house, and I'm willing to bet that most black people around my age, maybe even older, got the same lectures from their parents, stuff that you would have no idea. That stuff has always bothered us. But now it's time for us to come together and start to dismantle this stuff. I'll leave you with this one quote. And I may do something this week about white privilege. It might be, I might, that might be my Wednesday one. I'm going to leave you with something, though. Equality in the face of privilege looks like oppression to the aggressors. To the privilege is a better way to say it. Equality in the face of privilege looks like oppression to the privileged. That is what you're seeing today. It's always bothered us. We got a voice now. We're we're more vocal. We're saying it more. It ain't new. So in closing, I probably heard I got 90 seconds left. So in closing, I'm just going to say, look, we want to work together. Let's make this happen. Because nothing gets done by ourselves. But in true clothes, I'm going to say, as I always do, take care of yourself because you all you got. Peace. Peace.